Welcome to Road to Play Podcast. I am your game master, Kent Blue. We are an actual play podcast where I play tabletop role-playing games with my friends from all over the world. So if you're ready, grab a player sheet, grab some dice, and let's roll to play. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Rotoplay Podcast, a proud member of the Rotoplay Network. I'm your host, Kent Blue. All right, folks, we're going to keep this intro real short because I, well, I didn't manage my time right this week, and now it is storming outside, and I want to get this down before we lose power, if we lose power. So, uh, things to look forward to. We have a new episode of What's Your Roll coming up with the crew of Brits on Bikes. Real good episode that Tim's got there. We have the launch of Season 2 of Red Death coming up, which if you are subscribed to the Red Death feed, you will have noticed an interlude that happens between Season 1 and Season 2 just dropped this past Sunday. Be sure to head over and check that out if you are a fan of Red Death so you're ready for Season 2. Alright, that's really it. Like I said, going to keep this quick. We're diving into Episode 2 of Tiny Wastelands with Tim Devine, Amanda Call, and Alex Tully. Such a great game. Hope you enjoy part two. So you are on a journey towards the southeast, which will bring you to the green in just a couple days. Oh, boy. So you travel most of your first day. It, it, I mean, it, it is pretty easy going uh, because it's been so long. There are established like trade routes throughout. So you have roads that similar. I mean, the have been worn like roads. So the travel is easy. Even when Steven gets tired, you can, he gets in his chair and you can push him along pretty easy. You know, as you take breaks, Cherry, we can work on modifying it. Mm-hmm. And then that night you set up camp. Uh, you're, you're, you're far, fair enough way. You're, you can start to see just, you see the, the hills that kind of are surrounding the green, but you can't quite see the greenery itself yet, but you know that, you know, you are getting close. You'll probably reach them the next day because you made such good time. There was no bad weather or anything like that to slow you down. So, you know, the next day you'll probably come up to camp right outside of them that evening. Or if you make real good time, can even make it into the green. Mm-hmm. But the first night you set up camp, uh, does anybody want to do anything the first night? Any fireside chats or anything? Did uh, we get... Did we get to see any of Old Cheese's topiaries along the first day? Well, I was going to say that maybe we're making camp un- in in one. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so like an, an old bus that had been fell over on its side and then overgrowth with just shrubs and all these tangles of things. And he, he turned it into a, um, what he thinks is a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a kind of a, Baronosaurus's back, but with a T-Rex's head and, uh, <laughs> and a, a Stegosaurus's tail. Um, just all the different pe- and wings. Mm-hmm. There's wings and the wings are actually overhanging right now. So like we could see the stars just through the wings and uh, old cheese is just pleasantly laying back on his little sack and looking up and, and just staring at his work of art. That's very cool. 
uh, I am pretty impressed with the, um, what did you call this, this uh, creature again? This is a dinosaur. Oh, a dinosaur. Yeah, I, don't touch I, anything. I, okay, I won't, I won't. It's, it's pretty, pretty incredible. I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. Well, now you have. Take it in. These things used to be all around these parts. Steve, Stephen will tell you. <laughs> right, old, right, old man? And he's, he pokes him in the ribs. Yeah, Steve says, oh, absolutely. Dinosaurs were everywhere. They were, you know, there was a park of dinosaurs where, <laughs> where they genetically, they, they grew them out of test tubes. And it was something, you know. And then, I mean, you would think, you would think that that park, you think they'd have good security measures, but they didn't. And, well, oh no! What happened? The dinosaurs—they got loose, and <gasps> yeah, it was—it was bloody. It was a massacre. Uh, I—I I think while this is happening, um, that Joanne is reading her book, but you see her kind of look up, like over the book, and smile, having read Jurassic Park, <laughs> and knows that he's BSing, but it's fine with it, and kind of lets it happen, and goes back to her reading. Yeah. Old old Jesus staring daggers at Steven right now. And it goes into that like that like inner monologue. Like <laughs> no one can hear the word. But but inside old Jesus' head is a uh, oh wait up stage me sitting in my nice work of art. <laughs> and you had to go tell a nice everyone's gonna be a woo, Steven has story. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you before this is over. <laughs> one of us ain't gonna make it back. Oh no. There's a new elder in town. <laughs> uh, Stephen, can I ask you a question? Absolutely. It says here that Robert Langdon's favorite keepsake was his Mickey Mouse watch. What's a Mickey Mouse? Well, a Mickey Mouse is... And he scratches his head for a minute. He says Mickey Mouse is like a mascot, like like our own jackalopes. Of, jackalopes. Yeah, of... Of the land of Disney, uh, mm. Disneyland. There was actually a bunch of Disney's all around the world. They were honestly, by the end of their time, they were, they were a conglomerate that pretty much controlled everything in the world. Oh, very interesting. And so he was they, the mas he was the mascot of this giant megalomaniac, a megalomaniacal organization. Some would say maniacal, yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. He he was he was the the mascot of it. Had a had a had a had a wife, Minnie Mouse, and a whole. You know, it used to be real innocent fun with just cartoon shows and you know on your underwear and stuff like that. Mm. So that this was on his watch. Okay. Yeah, it's little, his little hands went around and pointed to the time. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. And she goes back to reading. Old so old cheese stands up in a huff, grabs his bag, and he walk. He just kind of storms out, and he's like, "Enjoy, enjoy the damn." T Enjoy the damn dinosaur. It's wait. getting too it's getting too crowded in here. Wait, old cheese, where are you going? It's not sleeping safe to outside. Be out by yourself at night. I well, all right. I guess if anybody's gonna be fine, it's probably him. Um, and when they they outside, I feel like since we're gonna probably have to take shifts anyway, I'm going to have uh, Joanna kind of climb through the bus to where she has a vantage where she can see out to see old cheese but not actually interfere with him kind of like kind of like have pick a spot where she can monitor and make sure everything's okay but actually like interacting with him and making him feel any different than he already is 
So I'll take first watch. Okay. She just sees old cheese uh, uh, throwing his hands up in the air and and talking to a, a small shrub that he had done. Uh, it's in the it's in the shape of a, a rabbit, um, and he's just he's venting to the rabbit, but you can't really make out what he's saying. All right, so I think the first night's gonna gonna pass pretty unevent- uneventfully. Um, you know, closer to the enclaves, a lot of do battery doesn't really happen. You know, a lot of there are roving bandits and and reavers that 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 go around and take advantage of people out on their own but you're still close enough to the enclave that you're not in their territory so so the first night will pass uneventfully unless you all have events of your own no i think i'm good yeah good for this first night all right so you all wake up uh the next day and continue on in in a southeast direction towards the green uh, about midday, you start to see the first treetops, which are sticking way up in the air. I mean, you would know these would these would be, I mean, the size of redwood trees, if not larger. But they're not redwood trees. They're just normal, you know, oaks and whatever. But as you go, you pass you pass other towns that, that no one lives in anymore, just stuff that was too close to, to the green. You know, people, even though a lot of stuff doesn't come out of there, people get really antsy and superstitious about it uh, you know thinking that nature is going to grow up just continue to expand outwards from the green and, and overtake more so people kind of keep their distance from it it's just bad omen place mm-hmm. you don't want to be around uh, do you think there's any any reason to stop in here to check for supplies or anything or do you think it's been pretty well rated well it never hurts to look if we're passing through anyway what do you think old cheese well, I haven't done anything around here, so maybe there's something I can, I can, you know, cut up into something nice. Yeah. What do you think, Stephen? You have all the answers. Stephen says, "Well, I, you know, there could be a, a plant or two in between the buildings, or around, or a nice bush uh, that you could create some art with. I think it might be worth stopping in." Uh, so let's uh, let's head in and see what we can find. Look around. Um, I think that if this has been pretty abandoned, I don't think that uh, I'm expecting to find any books uh, per se. Or at least if I do, I'm not expecting them to be in any decent condition. You know, full fungus molds, anything like that's going to damage them beyond. But it can't hurt to keep an eye out for any. I was thinking more parts and supplies that might be able to be useful for our fixer here. All right, let's say you stumble into a, into a mechanic shop. Go ahead and roll me two D6. Four and a six. All right, a four. So you've got one D3 hinges. Oh, hinges are useful. Yeah. You know what these would actually be great for is I haven't done the roll cage yet on that uh, the wheelchair update is that now I can have it so that we can actually have the roll cage hinge back so it's easier to get in and out and then it can lock down at the bottom. Does that sound good, Steve? I mean, does that sound like it'll work for you? Yeah, I think, I mean, that would that would certainly make me feel a lot better while I'm in there. And in case you all get, meet your untimely demise, I can, you know, hatch myself in. So yeah, I'll yeah. I think, I think that'll be real useful. These are a good find. I'm gonna stick them in one of my many pockets. All right, let's see. We're going to have a second building here uh, that 
Joanna, I'm gonna give it to you. You're gonna find a small library. Ooh, a, okay. A bookstore. So roll me two d6. Uh, that's going to be a three and a six. Uh, you find an urban fantasy book. <laughs> <laughs> I find briefcases by Jim Butcher. This is interesting. There you go. <laughs> Right. I love that you have a book table. <laughs> it, it has specific books, and then, I mean, it has, like, classics. It has nonfiction books. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, yeah. So, uh, okay, so I find one in, that's actually in pretty decent condition. I take it and uh, be very happy with the find and put it in my bag. All right, Ochis, you and Steven are wandering around together because Steven's, Steven's taking a, a, a liking to Ochis here. Uh, you know, someone close to his age that has been through a lot. So you all wander into a sporting goods store here. Keep your distance, Steven. And uh, Old Cheese looks around for uh, if there's any any uh, growth or you know bush shrub big enough that could be that could be sculpted. Um, not in the store, but maybe on the outside. There's 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 kind of a a bush that's that's growing up out there um is steven looking for anything or is he just following me while i'm kind of looking steven's looking around but also staying close to you okay do you want me to roll for this uh yeah go ahead and roll two and a four six so you got a two and then a four you got uh you got 1d6 tennis balls so <laughs> we'll roll a d6 to see how many tennis balls you got two all right two tennis balls you found an almost i mean you found an almost empty canister of tennis balls i think uh i think old cheese steps on it and slips and falls again uh and when uh when steven helps him up uh, old cheese grabs both of the balls that are laying there. Maybe there were a lot more, but they've scattered. And so he grabs the two and he stands up in this moment of like, like he's got them in his hands right in front of Steven. And it looks like one of those things where you, you're going to give one to the other person. Like, you know, in those commercials, like the Oreos, like <laughs> shit, you share. But no, old cheese looks at him, looks down at his hands and he says, these are mine. Find your own damn balls. <laughs> <laughs> puts him in one of his pockets. Steven chuckles and, and you know, just kind of keeps looking around. Let's see what Steven finds. Uh, Steven finds a fishing pole. A six and a six for a fishing pole. All right, what are you doing with that bush out there? Uh, is Steven watching me? Oh, yeah. yeah. Do, I need to roll got- do, I need, do I need to roll for this? <laughs> A road of what to to get away? So, or? I'd like to roll to art. Uh, no, you can art on your own. Okay. Well, he uh, so old cheese puts leans his his uh, pruner, which is his giant scythe, against the wall, goes up to the bush and stares at it from like every direction. But in that like kind of cut where it's just like he's on one side of it, then he's on the other side of it, then he's behind it, and he's got his, his hand to his chin, and he's just envisioning what it's going to be and then he reaches his hands into his pockets and pulls out these two shears so he's got scissors in each hand and he starts going to work Edward Scissorhands style and uh, <laughs> he, he he just t- it looks like at first it looks like it's coming together like it's going to be like uh, some sort of I don't know it's got it's it's rounded at the bottom and it's got a, a long jutting uh, uh, piece at the top and then when he finishes it and turns around it's a it's a middle finger <laughs> 
<laughs> Steven, I mean, Steven looks at it, uh, has a good laugh. He says, you know, you've, that's, that's quite a lot of detail. Uh, I, I'm, I mean, really I'm impressed more than anything. I mean, I get the gesture, but I mean, the it's, detail that you put into it is really good. It's not my finest, but some pieces are more about the message, Steven. Steven has been Bush flipped off and <laughs> we have scavenged some buildings, which was a lot of fun, which I kind of just want to make the rest of this adventure rolling on, on charts to see what we find in this wasteland. But we will move on into the actual adventure itself. So yeah, the rest of the day you leave this town unless there's anything else you want to be doing in it. Um, I think that we've, I've found my little treasure, so I'm very excited and uh, I'm going to head back to uh, kind of where we all started uh, towards the edge of town and just kind of stand there with my book waiting. Um, though, of course, being a, She's she's trained herself at this point to kind of be very observant in her periphery because she mm -hmm. wants to be able to read while also be alert and aware. Okay. Has, has Cherry gotten any work done on the upgrades to the wheelchair? Yeah, so I've got the big fat tires on it at this point, but I'm still working on constructing the roll cage and I'm mostly carrying it around on my own back until I'm ready to affix it to mm. the wheelchair. Oh, geez. You come walking around with Steven. Uh Steven sees that the chair has tires on it, and uh, it, I mean he's 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 a little tired, you can tell. So he walks over and he says, "Well, well, well, can I sit in it now? Are the is it able to hold me?" Oh yeah, I got the tires fixed on there, so it's ready to roll. Uh, I'm not ready with the roll cage yet, though. That should be done. I mean, I can work on it again tonight when we camp, and it should be ready for tomorrow. But you can definitely sit in it now, and one of us can push you. Well, I think we might as well test it out. He says, uh, you know, trying just to not trying to give on too much that he's he's dragging a little bit. He's pretty tired and he really just wants to have a rest. But under the guise of testing out the the wheels, so Stephen will slide down, take a rest, and sit and let y'all push him for a while. Says y'all should y'all should go around and and see what old cheese did back there. It's a bit. I mean. It's definitely an art piece, I would say. It definitely has has a specific message to it, but oh yeah, I'd, I'd love to see it here. Let me let me give you the first uh, little test push around in our my new invention here, and we'll go check it out. Yeah, and so. he he tells you kind of which buildings to go around, and everything to find it, and you come around, and there's this big middle finger, this oh, big bushy middle finger. I, yep, I see, I see. Uh, yeah, old, old cheese has been kind of testy with you, hasn't he? Oh, I think he's just, I think he's just intimidated that there's, that there's a elder around. Oh, he's kind of got his quirks, I guess, but I'm glad to have him on this trip, so. You know, old cheese, he, he's, unless you feel otherwise, Tim, old cheese, he's kind of always, he's, he's kind of always been that way, always been, you know, a strange fella, I'd say. But fun to have around. He's 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 actually pretty helpful, you know, whether he means to be or not. Well, as long as he gets us to Scottsdale, I guess this will be fine. All right, can we're we gonna. Cut, can we cut to Joanna and? Yeah, old absolutely. <laughs> right, right, right as right as the cut, old cheese is just looking right at a uh, at jo Joanna and says, "I hate him." <laughs> Why do you hate him? I mean, you you don't? 
I have nothing against him. Why do you hate him? Always talking, always having things to say. Yes, that's why we were given words. <laughs> well, some of us were given too damn many. Mm. I, I definitely agree with that. And she well, goes back to her book. <laughs> I also don't like his face. And she looks up, what's wrong with his face? I don't like it. Okay. Don't uh, make any sense. I just don't like it. Right. Fair, fair, fair enough, I guess. Uh, so which way is Scottsdale? Which way are we going from here? Like, what's the next topiary you did between here and Scottsdale? Uh, I did a bunch of flamingos. 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 Those are birds, right? Nope. No, they're not birds. What are they? Mm -mm. Fish. Oh. They're oh. fish. They're fish. Okay. We're, we're looking for a, a tree aquarium somewhere out here that you have made of flamingo fish. What? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> on that, yeah. All right. Which point, point the direction. Which way should we head out when they get back here? Which way are we going? That way. Okay. Yeah, uh, we wheel back around into the scene. We're looking right. for fish. Fish, huh? Fish. All right. Lead the way, old cheese. He uh, uh, turns and just starts high, high knee walking. He's got his, his scythe on his back, mm -hmm. his hands up behind his head. So his elbows are jutting out to the side and he starts high knee walking up a hill. Steven is, has taken his fishing pole. He's unscrewed it into two halves and there's no line on it. Just, just the pole itself, not even a reel. So, I mean, really he's just got a long stick to hit things with. <laughs> But all right, yeah, y'all continue on uh, the rest of the day. And as it becomes dusk, you, I mean, as, as you're going, the green, you, you're, it's just kind of rising up. The trees, you're seeing a lot of color, a lot of flowers, a lot of, a lot of pinks, purples, yellows, just, it's really, I mean, the greens are vibrant green. The, everything is just vibrant i mean it's really just kind of shocking to anyone who hasn't seen it a whole lot whenever you first see it and those of you who have seen it before it still it still catches you off guard each time at how how green it is where you live i mean there's definitely plants and stuff but everything's more you know, yellowish green. Nothing's as, as healthy as anything here. Uh, yeah, you, you make it. Um, I mean, it, it is early enough in the day that you could probably make start making your way in, or you could set up camp outside and then go in fresh in the morning. Uh, Cherry, if you're getting tired, if you want me to push, I can take over for a bit if you guys want to push through. Well, I think we should try to cover as much ground as we can. It's still a long ways. Hey, uh, old cheese, are we getting close to your fish yet? Yep, just over the next uh, next hill. Okay. Are these uh, in such a way that we'll be able to camp under them, like the dinosaur, or are these mm -hmm. like more like your rabbit from before, smaller? Oh, they're pretty big. Okay. Um, She'll take the wheelchair and start pushing it, and she'll insist that Stephen read from where she left off in the book out loud to her while they're while they're going. Uh, 
Steven has a very smooth, perfect for audio book. Oh, I love voice. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she's, of course, periodically stopping and having him explain things that she can't get through direct context as they go through. But otherwise, it's fairly, she's fairly quiet, quiet and just taking in the surroundings. Okay. So you come up upon the aquarium. Give it to us, Tim. Well, I think, I think, uh, so old she's just is stopped at the top of the hill. And he's just, just kind of gazing out. And when, uh, when everybody comes to the top of the hill and sees it, uh, it's a bunch of dolphins jumping in a circle. So it was a bunch of these trees that he kind of cut into the shape, these shapes of these, these dolphin, and they're, they're in a circle. Uh, the center is open, though. So it's kind of like a Stonehenge of dolph- jumping dolphins. Oh, that's really cool. I give yeah. you Flamingo Henge. It's beautiful. I know. Yeah. Steven turns to Joanna and says, they're dolphins. Well, don't let him, just don't let him hear no, you. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah, just let it, let him, just let him be. Let's let him do it. Yes, they're, they're wonderful flamingos. They're gorgeous. Not even technically fish. Yeah. That's, <laughs> Steven. Wow, <come> <laughs> It's so amazing. Is that how big they were? Yep. The, the flamingos? All of them. How big wow. are they? <laughs> About the size of a car. Yeah, Steven is <laughs> just shaking his head no. <laughs> when he says yep, Steven is just shaking his head no. All right. So y'all want to set up here? You head, I mean, the green is probably a you know good half mile beyond. Well, this does look like a pretty good place to camp for the night. And I did have a lot more work I wanted to get done. So I guess Sweet. this would be a good time to stop. Steven needs his roll cage. Well, I think he does. I mean, I, I, I do. It's It would be quite helpful. I didn't mean for that to sound sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. Y'all set up camp. Uh, I'm, Joanna's going to climb... Uh, onto the back of one of these quote-unquote flamingos, like climb up it and then kind of get like a perch to be able to look out and um, she's got the book in one hand and her pistol uh, revolver in the other and just kind of keeping an eye keeping a watch. Um, as we get closer to the green, she's getting more and more nervous. We haven't seen any people yet. We haven't seen any of the dangers and it's, she's, you know, she sees life as a story so we've 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 gotten through a lot of exposition, but haven't gotten to any action yet. So she's waiting for that act, <laughs> act one to end. You know, so old cheese is asleep. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Cherry is hard at work getting that roll cage fastened, finished up, and fastened onto the wheelchair. All right, and Joanna, uh, since you're paying attention, uh, as the sun is just setting and it's almost nightfall, you do hear kind of a skittering going around um kind of in different directions around your camp uh she's gonna keep an eye out she's gonna she'll yell down uh uh there's there's something out here just keeping an eye it sounds does it sound big or like it's skittering so probably not like it's not 
lumbering, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. It's nothing huge. Um, I would say it's probably dog-sized. All right, so there's something out there. It doesn't sound enormous, but definitely keep an eye. I haven't seen anything yet, but it doesn't mean that there isn't something fairly close. What, what kind of warning is that? It's better than not getting one at all, is it? it so. I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, just be aware. I don't know if it's hostile or if it's just, you know, sniffing the area. Might be just wandering around, investigating us, then moving on. Okay. Steven walks over to his chair and put, starts putting the fishing rod back together. Oh, geez. Is, is there a way that based off of Joanna's description that old cheese could think back on maybe what it could be? Well, important. Are you awake? <laughs> <laughs> that, was my, important. that was my first question. Did, did I, did we yelling this down wake you? That's, I guess, an important question. Oh, that is a good question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> want to roll it even as yeah. you're asleep, yep. odds you're awake? Yep. <laughs> I'm awake. Okay. You know what it is? You know what it is? You yelled down and uh, Cherry kind of called back up to clarify and and it got quiet for like half a second and Steven started screwing in the fishing pole and it made this like really annoying like (laughs) (laughs) and and old old cheese wakes up and he's like, God damn it, Steven. (laughs) What's happening? Uh, I do believe Joanna has heard something around around the edges of camp. Okay, so old cheese gets on all fours because he was laying on his back. He gets on all fours in a very like like kind of track runner position, and he kind of puts his head to one side and to another side, like he's trying to hear. He looks very primal, like an animal right now, and he says, "Uh, Joanna, was it lumbering or was it skittering? It was skittering. Damn it! Look alive, people! Look alive! What? Why?" Should I roll to see if I know what it is? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's do that. Um, on if I, we'll do a success on a five or six, you'll win or you'll know. Okay. I'm just rolling two here. Yeah, just I don't have disadvantage for anything, right? Okay, I got a five and a four. Okay, so yeah, we'll go with the five. I mean, the five six success. So you do, you know what these are. You know that from the chittering. These are what's best described as bulldog-sized squirrels, uh, <laughs> and they are vicious. They will attack. They will attack you. <laughs> so, so old cheese is in that position. He's been here before. Obviously, he carved this this yeah. dolphin circle. Um, okay, so he and no, that you said that they they're in packs or that they. they they, that- they typically run in packs. Ochi's knows that they typically run in packs of anywhere from four to six, usually. All right. They they will eat. Uh, they they typically, I mean, they eat nuts like normal squirrels and stuff. But uh, these mutated bigger squirrels will also, they will also eat meat on occasion should they be able to bring something down that, that has a lot of meat on it. Gotcha. And now is the point where I'm going to say something I have never said on this show and may have never been said on this show. And that is the words, let's roll initiative. Wow. Huh. This is a historic moment. Kent doesn't typically run games that that involve initiative. So yeah. initiative in the tiny D6 system is you just take your two dice, you roll them, and we go in order from highest to lowest. 
Wow, man, I blew my really good roll for the evening on initiative. <laughs> do we do the do we do the total or just from the highest from your single dice? It's a total, right, Amanda? You are my tiny D6 expert. Yes, it's the total. Okay. Uh, so that's a nine for me. Eleven. Ooh. I al I also got a nine. All right, so we're gonna go with Cherry at an eleven first. You can give, um, if you want to, for initiative, you can definitely give it to Cheese because he actually knows what's going on. So right. I would say logically he would probably be slightly more prepared in the situation than I would. Cool. We'll go Cheese, and then we'll go Joanna. Right, right before we, we burst into the initiative in combat, uh, the only thing that old Cheese says when someone says, like, what is it? And he looks, like, really scared. He says, uh, it's the damn rhinos. Steven, what should we do to prepare for rhinos? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> maybe not run because rhinos are fast with a big horn on the, on the front of them. Uh, I would say try to hide or play dead, maybe. All right. Wrong again, Steven. I'm, I'm probably good up in this tree then. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So as, uh, the squirrels will all go after you all, uh, but yeah, as as you're setting up, uh, getting ready, Cherry, you see the first of these squirrels kind of coming up over top of one of the topiaries, like perched on top uh, and looking down. Actually, you see a couple of them, two on one topiary and then a couple more on another. So there's oh. four that you can see immediately. Watch out, Terry, they're above you. <laughs> That's a lot of rhinos. Oh no. Steven yells out, those aren't rhinos, those are squirrels. Doesn't look like a squirrel I've ever seen. All right, what do you want to do on your turn? Uh, oh my, okay. So they're all up in the trees and I'm on the ground. So right. seeing as I can't get to them at this point, I'm actually just going to take Steven since I'm concerned about keeping him safe and like sit him down real quick in the wheelchair and slam the roll cage over him and then try to like wheel him off into safety like underneath some shrubs. Okay. Like, you're gonna be fine here. You have to stay here. So in the tiny D6 system on your turn, you have two actions that you can take. Um, you can move, attack. Uh, this says generally not be useless, so. Right, right. So I, I guess then my uh, my action would be to get him in the wheelchair and then my move is just pushing him off Okay. into All the right. shrubbery. All right, so yeah, you, you get Steven to where you think is a safer spot than right there within Right out in the open. Yeah, pouncing distance of bulldog-sized squirrels. All right, Cheese, you're next. You have two actions. I think Cheese is going to shout his his drive, which is his sort of the thing he lives his life by. So uh, he's, he shouts, I ain't dying today. And he jumps on the back of the, uh, the wheelchair that's being rolled away from him to use it as a leverage to jump up into the air and swing his scythe at one of the fluffy rhinos. All right, row your 2d6. I chose this as the master. Does that, does that do anything? If you the weapon you're using, if you're if you have mastery in it, does that give you the extra the advantage or no? Um, I think so. That feels right. Yeah, it gives you advantage. Yeah, cool. so you get to roll three d six. I can't lose this weapon. Right, less less uh, effective. 
Oh wow. Okay. I got I got three fives. <laughs> All right. So, nice. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you cut that thing in half. Oh, it, uh, I have the cleave trait, so that means I get to have if I drop the enemy I'm swinging at to zero, I get to have another free attack. Okay. Yeah, you yes. drop it to zero. These things, yeah. whenever you have a successful attack in this in the tiny D six system, you do. I mean, most times everybody does one point of damage. So, and these enemies are, I think, what do you call fodder? So they only have one hit point. So if you make a connection, you're gonna you're gonna take it out. Okay, this one was worse, but I, I got it. I got one, one five, and, and two twos. All right, so you jumped up. You jumped up on top of a topiary. Was that right? Well, I jumped in the air, so I, oh, okay. I jumped up in the air and swung at one, and then must have just spun it around in a circle and got another one. Okay, <laughs> screaming, I, I ain't dying today. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least not this moment. You're not. All right, Joanna. Um, I'm gonna say are these the squirrels are still up in the trees. Are they any of them in in a tree near me, or where are the like if we don't have a mini map, but roughly, what am I looking at here? Uh, so we got a topiary kind of in a dolphin yeah. in a circle. You're up on top of one. I'd say to your left, uh, you just you saw cheese with, with an athletic sense that you would not have expected. Uh, you know, just cut two of these squirrels in half. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'd say across the way from them, like on a clock. So from like seven to two at two o'clock sure. from you is two more squirrels have crawled up on top of that topiary. Um, I'm going to uh, take aim and fire at one of them. Uh, and I this I think I don't have a mastered weapon. I didn't make one mastered. So I'm going to say I only got two die, right? Right. That's a five and a six. So right. uh, I hit one, and then I think I'm going to use my move action to uh, quickly swing myself down and pull myself closer to protecting Steven. Okay. All right. So that is three squirrels dealt with. Uh, so now it's the remaining squirrel's turn. The first one is going to jump off of the top of the topiary at a, well also spoiler there's six total squirrels i hadn't told you that yet <laughs> but now there's only three ah. uh, <laughs> so the, the the squirrel you do see is jumping off at oh cheese because you know he took down his friends the ones that they go and have nut beer with so it's jumping at your face oh cheese let's see here uh, but it misses. It it jumps at your face, but it is so enraged at the death of its comrades, it overestimates and flies over your head. So next up, uh, two, another squirrel comes out from, from behind another topiary, right behind where Steven and uh, Cherry and Joanna all are. And it's going to try to take a nice bite out of Joanna's leg. But you know what? It also sucks. Uh, and it... And, 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 oh. If it missed, then I get to opportun- my opportunistic lets me roll a d6 to try and fight back. Yeah, it takes a chomp and you step out of the way. And that's a six. So I step nice. back and I'm going to shoot it in the face. Turn around and and, and for for its mistake of missing you, you, uh, you remove its head from its body with a bullet. Yep. All right. And the third, the third one comes jumping out. It was actually inside a topiary. Jumps out. Uh, it's actually going to jump at Steven. Oh, no. Take the sitting target because maybe it won't move out of the way. Uh, Steven was really upset about mm. about that squirrel jumping at him. 
Uh, and it connects with Steven and does, oh, a, no. does a nice bite on Steven's shoulder. Ugh. And now we're back at the top of the order. Cherry. Ugh. Well, I am going to beat that giant squirrel in the head with my mega pipe wrench. All right. Which, of course, I had in hand because I was just putting the roll cage together. And, yes, success. Okay. Good thing I had... The good thing that is my mastered weapon because the other two die were, dice were not good. So. All right. What does that look like? Is this the one that just took a bite out of Steven? It is. So while it's still, like, shoving its face in between the roll cage there, I just swing around and smash it right through the skull. Knocks it right away from the from this wheelchair in a big bloody mess. Nice. All right. Oh, geez. You've got the remaining squirrel that uh, jumped. Actually, it's the one that jumped at you and missed you. Uh, so old cheese, when he lands, uh, he lands with grace that you wouldn't have expected. Uh, his his stork-like legs stretched out in a in a stance, like a like a martial arts stance, and uh, he he spins around and stares at the uh, the final the final rhino uh, that's that leapt down right behind him, and uh, and he says, uh, "I told you, I ain't dying today." Start spinning his scythe around, <laughs> ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous movements, and then he uh, he attacks. Okay. No, I got a one, a two, and a four. Oh, so yeah, uh, that that squirrel, it lands, and y'all face off at each other. You say something to it, it growls back at you. Uh, you swing at it and miss. Can 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 I say that the scythe like was going down and it stuck right into the ground, but the thing like leapt and is now on top of it? Yeah, running. <laughs> so, like, up at it could just your run face. up the pole. It is running up at your face. Uh, Joanna has a chance to do something about it. If uh, not, it's coming at your face. I'm gonna try and shoot it before it gets to him. Awesome. And that's a oh wait on this die is that a six or a one? I can't. Uh, it's one of those ones that has a weird symbol. It's a six. It's a six. Nice. So I got a six and a one. I didn't know if I got snake eyes or if I got it correct. <laughs> uh, so I, I then, yeah, as it's about to hit you in the face, I spin around and just shoot that squirrel. Uh, the bulldog sized squirrel right off your pole. That's awesome. Nice. Oh, cheese gets a nice uh, squirrel bit bath mm-hmm. to end the night. All right, so yeah, you've dealt with the bulldog-sized squirrels. Uh, as you stop and listen, and you don't hear any more skittering, uh, so you, you feel comfortable. I mean, Stephen has a nice bite in his shoulder. It's not too deep, you know, nothing, nothing to be too concerned with. But uh, Cherry, you're our fixer. Is there anything you can do about that little mark there on Stephen's shoulder? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got something for that. Just start pulling out little scraps of fabric and bandages, and then. Some a little container of something that looks and smells an awful lot like it's probably like machine lubricant. <laughs> like <laughs> it's it's fine. It's my own homemade salve. It'll clear that right up. Just smear it on there, and yeah, there, there you go. Good yeah, to go. Stephen winces, smells it. <laughs> I think old cheese walks up as as you're applying this, and he took him a while to pull the the weapon out of the ground. Um, but he, he walks up, and he's got just just horrible like blood all over his face from the exploding rhino and uh he, he comes up and he says boy you two are uh, you two are pretty handy in a fight i gotta i gotta say thanks for the save there joanna yeah no problem and she's uh 
oh, let the barrel open and she's loading her last three into the remaining holes of the cartridge and you know, close it, spins it around, closes it up, and puts it away. You were pretty impressive too, old cheese. I saw you take a couple of them out. Oh, thanks, Perry. Oh, I see you got uh you got bit by a rhino, Stephen. Not many people come back from that. Got lucky. Well, it does does take a special kind, I guess, to to best a rhino or to to take a gore and and walk away from it. Yeah, some of us are meant to wander the wastelands, fighting and surviving. Some of us are meant to get it. Well, it looks like that was neither of us today. So, another day of wandering for us both, I suppose. Cheese. How's that roll cage coming? Well, uh, well, apparently it doesn't protect against rhinos, so it might still need some improvements. It was able to fit its head through the bars. Those rhinos are wily. Yeah. All right, so the rest of the night can go uneventful, unless y'all have something you want to do with the rest of the night. No, I think I'm good. Okay. Then you wake up the next morning, and it is time to head into the green. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Visit Roll2PlayPodcast.com for more information. R-O-L-L-2PlayPodcast.com. Like us over on Facebook at Roll2PlayPodcast. Follow us on Twitter at Roll2PlayPod. Have a question or comment? Email us at Roll2PlayPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to play with a game with us, just hit us up on any of our social media and let us know. And lastly, our music is the intro track from the Spellbreaker EP by Tritachion. Visit soundcloud.com slash Tritachion.